It's Monday, and it's the Heroes from the Sky podcast with me and Brett. And uh, today I got some cool stuff to come across. Well, that I came across that I thought was uh, interesting. So I came up with this idea of uh, what would Ash's chainsaw look like with all the same modifications onto a skill saw. So I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to destroy this skill saw <laughs> chainsaw and make it into a chainsaw. And so. Now I got this weird fucking custom fucking weird ass chainsaw that kind of looks like ashes, but it's not uh, home light. <laughs> so, so, so what modifications did, did you do to it? I, I made a fucking top handle and I, I used a, cause I don't have, I didn't have a, I need a new, one of those grills. I, I got to try get a grill off one of you guys. I'll have to, I'll buy it or whatever. I'll, I'll rip the grill. I, I, so I made a custom fucking a shitty grill, but I, I made it look like something by, uh, I cut the bottom off a fucking coffee cup. And then I, I made a bunch of fins like off the grill. Pretty much. It pretty, pretty much looks like a knockoff version of the grill. So I need a new, I'd like to try add all the actual parts off of his home light onto this saw and try turn it into a different custom saw. I don't know. It'd be cool. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. <laughs> That's an interesting project, man. That's very I, interesting. I thought it was funny because when I looked at it, I was like, that's funny. The sticker's ripped off and it says skill saw. So I, I, I like scratched off the part of the sticker that had the S. So it said kill saw. And then I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, right on. And then, and then I fucking uh, <clears throat> made my fake little grill out of the bottom of the coffee cup. And I made like, well, I glued a bunch of like uh, fins on the inside and then I painted it silver. So it actually looks like a grill. No, so mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. So I'm going to try add all the things that are on the home light. Like I, I got to try to figure out how I can uh, make a top handle for it because I, I want the one that I got is kind of makeshift and I don't like the way it looks, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it actually looks like a saw that could have been. And I think that's kind of what the whole concept of it was like originally I, when I first got it, my sister gave it to me as a, a present for, for, uh, <clears throat> thanksgiving i think it was and then i posted this tweet to bruce campbell i was like oh isn't it cool when your sister brings you home a chainsaw ham and he goes that's one way to cut uh carve the holiday ham and i thought <laughs> that, that was one of the coolest uh things he ever said to me like as a response so i'd like screenshotted that and and since then i've actually altered it i i like uh i kind of made it like a flat top it's a flat <laughs> top right now because i cut this piece of uh it was just like a, like, you know, that, uh, fender metal, like you, you can buy it at like all sorts of like, uh, jags or pep boys or anything. You cut it out to like, do, like patch up rust and shit. Right. I just cut out like a, a sheet of metal and it looked kind of like it was all fucked up and bent. So I was like, ah, fuck, might as well just cut the fucked up bent part out and just use it anyways. It might give it character. So I cut this weird fucking piece of like uh silver body panel steel out. And I bolted it to the top of this fucking uh, kill saw or whatever skill saw that. So I pretty much spent most of the day uh, hacksawing the top of this fucking saw off because I wanted a, a like a straighter line on it mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of there. It's it's kind of like n- not a lot of clearance. Say eh? it, it'd be like if you tried sticking your hand in the, the saw the home light without a raised top on it so it would be like it's like very limited room so i had to kind of think of like an inside handle and stuff like it's a it's a project in its own right and it's by no means 
perfect. But it, it's kind of interesting because it's not a home light and it doesn't have a lot of the same qualities as the home light body, but it would be, it's pretty much just like I said, just a concept of something that could have been maybe if they didn't have home lights at the time and they had to use like a skill saw or like a pooling or something else. Like, cause, uh, Last time we had talked, you were talking about the saw that uh, never really made it. And it was mm-hmm. a home light, but it was all different types. And the, that yeah. kind of got my brain going. It's just like, yeah, well, one of these Poulons are fucking. Because uh, you know what? The Poulon and the mm-hmm. skill saw actually put out a body that are, is like identical. I literally have the kill saw, whatever, skill saw and the Poulon. And I put them side by side and they're literally the same fucking chainsaw. Except whatever, there's a guard on one, and so I, I broke that piece off and I cut it off, and I ha- so that's the what I was hacksawing off today was this, this guard piece, and there, there's like lines for where the raised top. I'd like to try and make a raised top for it, but it, it's gonna take some time and some planning because the front of the body kind of sticks out, so there's a lot of uh, room to cover. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll send you some pictures of it. You can have a, a gander at it. It's actually pretty yeah. interesting. It's, it's got a fuel, the fuel tanks on the back. So it's the complete opposite of the, the saw, the home light that it is his saw, but there's qualities of it. Like the, I don't, I just used these two fucking L brackets and this. So what I did was actually use uh, four L brackets. I put two, in this handle and then I screwed it no the handle to these L brackets and then I use these other two L brackets to like bolt on to the top of this that metal plate I cut out I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. So I, I literally made kind of like a raised top or whatever, like a raised handle on this flat top sort of looking chainsaw. And then it wasn't really fitting that well with these L bracket shapes. Cause I'd like to I that's what I mean. Like I gotta try find like a an actual top handle for like one of the home lights. I'd like to put that on this saw. Cause I think that would look more interesting than the L brackets that I rigged up. Are, are you talking about making like sticking on the plastic one, the original plastic one? Uh, top. no, like, uh, you know how on the Ash versus evil dead saws, like, you know how you make the top wooden handle with like, Oh, the, okay. Like custom ones. Yeah. It's pretty much, I, I've tried, I tried to Jimmy rig something up like that. But it's kind of needs to be like uh, what I need to do is I need to take them off and bend them kind of on like an angle mm-hmm. <clears throat> or even try make one like the ones that you guys put on your saws, because I think that would look. Uh, I think if I accentuated all the stuff that was on the other saws, like the grill and the handle and like uh, maybe even try figure out a way to put a raised top on this, it would be interesting just to try fuck with it because I, I originally today I I made this cuff, and it's not it's not a bad idea, but like you know how those uh on the the cuffs that you guys make there's the, those two like knob things yeah it's like <clears throat> the barrel so neck I, I pretty much mimicked that by using hose clamps so mm-hmm. I made I put one hose clamp at the front and one hose clamp at the back and the the screws actually line up in the same spot where well a similar spot it's not really exactly the same but. <clears throat> it's in a similar spot and a similar like uh, uh, way of using it. So a lot of the stuff is inspired by how the saw would look if it was the home light, if if it was made with a kill saw or whatever, skill saw. Yeah. So it's kind of like a fuck, it's like a real bastard child of a looking thing, but 
it'll be cool when I'm done with it, I think. Well, that's that's cool, man. I mean, those custom things, man, I really like that stuff. I really enjoy when people do it. Like, it's look at all the people did the post-apocalyptic chainsaws. I mean, fuck, those are cool. See, what I need to get a hold of is uh, a, a chainsaw blade like the ones you guys have. Mm-hmm. See, like, stuff like that. I'd like to do uh, the 18-inch uh, blade. I, oh, the Craftsman. Or the, yeah, it was a Craftsman blade. Or or craftsman. Yeah, or Craftsman. So I, I'd like to find the Craftsman blade. I'd like to uh, purchase uh, a grill from either maybe Chris or fucking Jason or you or whoever. Uh, I, I got to try to figure out how to get a hold of one of these raised tops. Or maybe I could might even be able to custom make a piece of metal that could like uh, pass as it. Because I kind of made like this. Uh, I cut and welded this fucking piece of metal on to it today because for some reason the body's metal. So you can actually weld to it. So it's kind of handy that way. <clears throat> so I, I fucking cut this piece of metal and it's kind of like, you know how on the raised top it, it's uh, it sticks up on the side a little bit like uh, off the body. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I don't know. It's probably only like an inch and a quarter maybe. It, it didn't come up quite high enough. And what I have to do is now I have to fucking cut it off or weld another piece onto it so it goes higher. But it, it's actually, it's pretty interesting. I just, from what the stuff I put it together with, it's actually kind of cool. But in a way, it's kind of like weird. <laughs> it just it just looks like, yeah, this isn't the right saw for this, but it's the right uh, inspiration. <laughs> hey, that's cool. Well, yeah, like there, it, there's a lot of weird things on it too. Like the the handle actually used to come up and come to this plastic piece. Like there's the the like they had a top handle that was all plastic, and then the the side handle would come up to the top where the guard was. So what I did was I hacksawed it, so it would look like kind of short, like how on the Ash vs Evil Dead chainsaw, it's just like the handle comes up and it doesn't touch the top wooden handle or anything like. On like the Annie saw, the the handle actually comes up all the way to the where the trigger is, and there's like a off support bracket with like a screw. So <clears throat> on this one, there was a similar sort of thing, but it had a a, a guard where you mm-hmm. had to pull the guard back so that the blade would start spinning. So I cut a hacksaw off all that shit, and like I don't know, this thing's fucking weird. And then so I spent all day, I filed off all the blades on the chain so that if it was ever taken to a con you could take it inside and be like yeah it doesn't have anything sharp on it so i fuck i might even get rid of this chain and if anybody wanted it like i did a fucking i hate to say it i did a bang up fucking job on cutting all the teeth off and it would definitely be awesome to have on like a con friendly saw you know what i should fucking take this chain off and give it to paris for his saw, because I noticed his one saw doesn't have a blade on it, and I told him maybe try make like I heard I was reading a uh, a couple weeks ago that you can actually make a bicycle chain to fit the the chainsaws, but mm-hmm. they're like really heavy. So well, it, they're super heavy and they're super wide. That's the thing that, that they only really look like a chain, and like this is actually a chain for a chainsaw. And all the blades are just filed off of it. So, like, it he might be able to put it to use, I was thinking. Like, 
Oh, dude, I've done that so many times. I hate doing that. Those fucking chains. It's just it takes. It's so fucking tedious. Oh, it's the worst. It's like when somebody's like, they're like, "Hey, I want a chainsaw." I'm like, "What do you want for the blade?" And they're like, "Yeah, I want a real, uh, real bar." I'm like, "All right, cool. What about the chain?" Oh yeah, I want to look real. I'm like, perfect. That's well. That's really how you know when you're dealing with high end collectors versus con people. You know, convention cosplayers. Because the cosplayers like, I want lightweight bar, no barbs, and that takes fucking forever to do. So, so what do you guys? What do you make the lightweight bar out of? Well, I well, I, I don't give away my secrets on the lightweight bar. Oh, okay, yeah. I got I got some of it from production. And some of it talking from Rob. So that's why I've never made like a video video about that. Cause it's, cause as soon as I do it, uh, there's, there's a couple guys out there that are like, as soon as I do it, they're just, they pop it out. They're like, look what I did. And give me no credit. So because of that, and it's, it's happened a lot. My, my wife, she says she's my PR agent. She's like, yeah, certain things don't give it out, but, but I got some exciting for an Evil Dead fan like you and other people. What's up? Okay, so you know Trick or Treat Studios, they made their Evil Dead 2 dagger, right? Yep. You know I made mine. Yeah, I do. You've been making, you know, you make, you're making part one as well, right? Yeah, I'll be making part one uh, probably right after these chainsaws will be doing part one. Well, a friend of mine hit me up who's going to be here, and he's like, you know, my girl would really like yours. You know, for a collection, I said, "Well, another friend of ours, who, another friend of ours who scans things, is going to be here." I was like, "Well, if he wants to scan it and print it for her, that's fine. I don't mind it. It's cool." And um, the more and more I got to thinking, I was like, "Well, if he scans it, and maybe I can work something out with him to make it available to everybody." Fuck, that'd be sweet. Hey man, yeah, because well, you got the totes one. It's not bad, but it's you know, it's it's in like the eighty-five percentile of accuracy of Evil Dead Two. Right? Speaking of totes, uh, mm-hmm. so the Evil uh, the Evil Dead game came out uh, recently to pre-order, and everybody was all like, "Oh, I want the Ultimate Collector's Edition," except it fucking sold out in like record time, and they only put out a thousand of them because of the so- book. So that's a trick or treat studios Necronomicon. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the picture is the, picture's the one. Say, the picture they have on the site is their skull is this original sculpt. It's not what you're gonna get. You're gonna get exactly what you would get from Trick or Treat Studios. That's that's all it is. Then a lot of so, people they look at it and they go, "Well, I already got the book. I'm just gonna buy this other fucking thing." You know, exactly. because so you could just buy the collector's edition. And yeah, a lot of like a lot of the people they were actually like, "Oh fuck." I wanted the ultimate collector's edition. Like, I know I was upset when I found out, oh, I can't buy it. I was like, oh, fuck, lame. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, well, I can get the collector's edition. Well, I'll get that anyways. I was thinking, and then I was thinking, well, since I never got the book with the collector's edition, I was thinking, well, I wonder if I should just fucking order it from Trick or Treat Studios. Like, is that book worth ordering? No. (laughs) No? No. Okay, so how much is Al's book, like the Ash versus Evil Dead one, one by and CB Studios one? Oh, dude, it's it's like, like what around, do they charge? It's around five hundred bucks. The one I'll buy. It's around five hundred bucks, but I will tell you this: since I have one, it's worth every fucking penny. It is Does it so have good. The hero from the sky page. 
Yeah, dude, you get it all. He puts every, any any page that is known to man to that book. It it is fucking in there. He's even researched pages you didn't even see on the show. They'll be in that fucking book. There, okay, it's so that are, are fucking the pages good. From the remake in it as well. No, it's all Ash vs Evil Dead. Oh, all of fuck. it. That's fucking rare. And it's thick as shit. It is full, packed, full of pages. I mean, nobody, nobody, when it comes to Ash vs. Evil Dead, can make a better book than Kurt Eubank and Albert Yardy. Period. You know what? I'd like to actually talk to either one of them. Like, I've been kind of shooting the shit with Al a little bit, like, you know, because me and him weren't always the greatest. But I've been just kind of like, you know, like... Throwing that olive branch of friendship, like, hey, you know, you know, I'm not the worst guy. I'd talk to you if you fucking would talk to me. Like, I've been kind of picking his brain on some of his props, and man. Yeah. Like, if, have you looked at his Instagram page? Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Like, he's done yeah. lots of fucking props, eh? Like, lots. Like, Oh, yeah. He's, like, is, he's a sculptor, too, right? Well, I would I, assume. That was, like, for what he does, he's amazing at what he does. I mean, by no means is he a professional. And he's kind of in the same you know, group is me. We're not professionals. We just do what we do to make it look good and right, you know, and make it durable. But, you know, going back to what he does with the pages, like, he knows the exact stock of the pages of those books. What they use. Do you know the dimensions of the book? Like, Um, his book? book? The Ash vs. Evil Dead book? Yeah. Yeah, let me grab it. I got it right here. It's in glass because since the cover is latex, I don't take it out that often. Like, is it, um, a, is it like a 12 by 9 or? Uh, let me see. I got it right here. But, man, I, you don't get better. There's no, nobody's done better. Everybody who could do a cover that's least decent, it's a fucking wooden box. But that's why it's so popular. That's why everybody pre-orders with Al. Al's just like, you know, I got my pre-orders for the fucking year. And, man, we're going to knock them out. Um, How long does it uh, uh, take to produce a book? Just depends. Um, So top to bottom is 11 inches on mine. Because I have one of them, you know. Yeah. And it is a full book. I mean, it is. like an actual book with binded. Yeah. And almost about nine inches. Almost about. Um, But it's it's a book. Um, like the pages that were used in the book book were thinner. And I did talk to him about that. And he's like, yeah, it's a company out of New Zealand. Roger actually found out the actual pages, um, the paper in the company. And they were so expensive. He actually ordered some at one point and they lost them and it came big pain in the ass. But what he did with mine, he's done with a lot of others. He actually sticks thicker pages in there to make it seem older, rustic. And oh my gosh, dude, it's, so fucking good man you know what you you are so lucky to have that stuff like not even luck it's just like if there's anybody that deserves that kind of stuff it's definitely you because you you spend all the time making the saws and like you're you're a fan at heart too like you love yeah oh yeah so when you get to like have nobies notes and like a book that's literally identical pretty much to the one on the show and yeah well and he'll place them in there as they're seen on the show which is nuts he does that. I mean, like, books in the past he may not have because he didn't have the knowledge. Same thing with building anything. He may not have the knowledge yet. Um, everything. And we've talked about pages here and there. 
And whenever I did the video about the incantation page that I have, the, you know, one of the real ones from Ash vs. Evil Dead, and he goes, oh, shit, it's one of the lost pages. You know, you saw in Evil Dead 2. And he's like, let me do some digging. He goes, dude, it's, they even had it in the fucking book. And he even puts it in the fucking book. Because it was just a reused page that they had. And and if they he can't find a recreation of it, he recreates that page. John so, Michael Thomas is pretty fucking good at that too, eh? Oh, John Thomas? Yep. John Thomas, dude, I, for the last uh, two weeks, somebody's been asking about the Evil Dead 2 pages, and I'm like, John Thomas, talk to John Thomas, he's your fucking dude. Amazing fucking work, and anytime he posts anything with pages, a lot of times he posts the pages that I got from him, because, I mean, for fuck's sake, when you come to Evil Dead 2, John Thomas, you go to Ash vs. Evil Dead, hit up Al, you know? You know what's cool? Uh, I noticed Tom, uh, Tom Sullivan messaged me back, like, just the other day. And oh yeah, I I said uh, I was like uh, I was like the offer's always open or whatever, and it's okay. Uh, I understand if you don't want to do the show or whatever. And he he like uh, he's like, thanks, Kyle. And he gave me a thumbs up, and I was like, right on, cool. There's still a hope one day. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, well, I've I've talked to Tom Sullivan, you know, not talked about messaged him a few times. He'd be like, hey, just let you know, Tom, my co-host, the guy who built that really really good, you know, Evil Dead Two cover and the Evil Dead Two dagger, sent you messages. He's the co-host. He's on the show, so he might be like, "Oh shit, no, okay, now we got something." To, you know, you know what? I would let him just fucking if he came on ever. I'd be like, "Hey, cool," because uh, I got a lot of uh, the floor's yours. I'd be like, <laughs> "Well, I got a lot of questions for him about you know his sculpting and the tools he used." So you know, anybody else who wants to do stuff like this can learn from you know what kind of tools he used and whatnot. You know, when it came down to, like, the chicken bones for the Evil Dead Dagger, but, like, how'd that come about? You know, where'd that thought process come from? Speaking of sculptors and uh, special effects artists, what's your take on uh, the Sabini skin? It sucks. I'll admit it. I mean, I... Okay, I won't say it sucks. I just... I was gonna awful. say, do you think it's a Deadite skin for Evil it's, Ash? It's almost like an ultimate... Deadite Ash because his eyes are red, but the the whole wrap, the black wrap and the barbed wire is like fuck it was it nineteen ninety fucking nine seriously it's just I I don't get he it kind of did like this it's like he he kind of looks like Hellraiser ish and then they kind of did some yeah. sort of no, everybody calls it Cinnabite Ash yeah it's also kind if you also kind of look at it. It's very reminiscent of Sabini Jason, like the one that just came out in Friday the 13th, the game. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be the least played fucking Ash character in the fucking game, I guarantee it. I was wondering if it's not an evil Ash skin, and they just haven't said that yet, because he does oh, have yeah. black eyes. Like, he has black eyes and, like, red dots and stuff. Like yeah, that. it's He's definitely got, like, an evil Ash. On his face. He's going to be powerful, but at the same time, it's like, that's the best you could come up with? You know, you know, you know, I nothing against Savini or anything, but for fuck's sake, that looks like an eighth grader drew that in fucking 2002. I just don't understand what the whole uh, idea behind it was, because it's kind of like yeah. it's very lackluster. He never all Ash never wore all black like ever. It just it made no sense. You should had you should have had something different to where it was almost like, you know, if you were going to do like an evil, like super powerful evil, you know, 
well, fuck, we already have Evil Ash from Army of Darkness, who's like, that's considered the mecca of Evil Ash. Yeah. They, he, oh, God, it just, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. It's just an extra skin. Nobody's, except for one time, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, fuck that. Um, I'll go check it out just to look at it and circle it in gameplay to get a closer look at it. And that'll be, yeah, it, probably. Like, like I was talking about Alan, really I was like, I was like, and play in the environments they put in the game because I looked at the cabin environment and they fucking nailed it. They got Annie's yeah. picture that's on the fucking like everything in that is going to be so fucking like it'll be like walking around in the movie world, but you can pick and choose who do you want to play as. Like well, I like, even noticed on the commercial that they show the woods chasing yeah. Cheryl. Well, and that's the thing. Like I remember playing Regeneration. I play. You know, that you start out at the cabin for the tutorial. I'm like, oh, dude, I just want to walk around this fucker. Right. You know, you know, that's all you wanted to do. And he's like, oh, you already killed the day. Let's go outside. It's like, no, 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 no. I just want to walk around here. And that that's going to be the most fun is walking around and like, like, because there will be like things that are in the woods that you can notice. Like, you'll be able to walk up to Linda's cross and like, well, go, you, go back to the work shed and go downstairs into the cellar and like, oh man, it's going to be unbelievable. I can just, I can't wait. Well, here's the big question is when it comes to the Army of Darkness castle scene, it'll be all inside the castle. Can you recreate the battle versus the Army of Darkness? Can you recreate that? That to me would be awesome. Let, let's say there's a lot of CPU fucking deadites out. Fucking A, and then you get in the gosh damn Delta, you know, the with the you know, it's all steam motored and shit. Yep. How awesome yeah. would that be? I I think they should do that. And I'm I'm actually like I kind of feel like after they showed that uh you get like uh oh fuck I, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's Galleon or fucking mm-hmm. Ash skin and then the Smart Ash skin. The only gripe I have with the Smart Ash skin is his hair's wrong because in the yeah. scenes it's always slicked back. And it's yeah, not it's like a little uh, funky. Face. But, who, but, you, but you're hardly ever going to see his face in gameplay. That's, that's exactly. So at the same time, do you think they're going to give us an S-Mart stage? Yeah. Yeah, you'll probably have S-Mart in there. Oh, fuck. That'd be so groovy. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably have S-Mart. That, that's the thing is the environments. Nobody's thinking about the environments. You're thinking that everybody thinks about the woods or they think about Oak Grove, how it's such it's a vast environment. But you got to think of like S-Mart and you got to think of the castle you gotta think of all those things fuck what if you were fighting in the graveyard in army of darkness in those i was wondering that too like how fucking like like i wonder what kind of math we're gonna get and like kind of maps we're gonna get because how awesome would be a lot i heard about all the the returning voice characters from all the movies it's just like who is like is sarah barry gonna be in it too like they haven't really said that and they have oh sarah barry shows up i will i'm gonna come in like a ninja playing fucking Aninobi and kill all you fuckers again to be honest i'm excited to play as cheryl because i was just like oh wow because cheryl's kind of cool i always thought like I, i was always kind of very fascinated like the other day i thought it was kind of funny I posted this picture and it's just like my first crush. And I posted a picture of Cheryl as all her different. It's just like nice young hot Cheryl, normal Cheryl. Oh, Cheryl. Man. Yeah, I, I, Cheryl. I was like they my come, first crush. <laughs> they come out with any Nobi dude. All you're going to see is Ninja as the title of the name. Ninja and I'm gonna, even if I'm on the good <laughs> lake sweep, everybody just dagger him right in the back. Just, no Ninja. Ninja. I'm any fucking Nobi. I know the book, bitch. 
Don't. <laughs> I'm gonna kill all you fuckers. It's gonna happen. So uh, the other day, uh, my uh, there's this uh toy store here. It's called Figure Four, and it, mm-hmm. it deals with like a lot of retro toys and like wrestling toys and all sorts of stuff. And anytime he gets any sort of Evil Dead stuff, and I like literally, I hounded him to the point where it's just like, if you get any sort of Evil Dead stuff in, message me first. I'll come down buy it or whatever. Like because I, I sometimes uh, like I kind of warned him. It's just like. Man, I, I went on Amazon to try to get a Hero from the Sky fucking thing, and they're all sold out. I was like, what the fuck? They're like, oh, really? Are you, ta- are you talking about the Hero from the Sky, the 25th the anniversary one? Looking one? That, I've been yeah, yeah, the one I got. Yeah, so fucking, uh, it, like, it's not nothing special of a figure, but I would like to see an <laughs> ultimate version of that figure come out. But, uh, okay, so long story short is I, I went to this uh, figure four. And he, I seen on Instagram, he posted uh, he had Evil Dead Hail to the King for Dreamcast. And I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I have it on every other fucking system. I might as well just have it on the Dreamcast, dude, too, now. So all of a sudden, I, I, uh, I was like, hey, would you, would you do trade? I was like, I'll trade you a Masters of the Universe, Seth Rollins, and whatever, a couple bucks. He's like, fuck yeah, for sure. He, I know how much you like Evil Dead. I'm sitting here for whenever you want it. Some guy was hounding him for it. He's like, I want it so bad. I'll pay you this much and this much and this much. But we, me and him had already made the deal, right? So like a professional. He fucking literally took my figure that I, I traded him and the couple of bucks that I offered him, and I got a fucking mint condition Evil Dead Hail to the King from fuck off a of Dreamcast. And I opened it up and I was looking at like the instruction booklet, and it's one of the coolest. Like it's got to be one of the greatest game covers to a game ever. It is, yeah. I mean, the gameplay sucks, but the but the, the you know I, yeah, PlayStation, the pr- PlayStation was trying and it to had two disc and it was, was crazy looking. So I was looking through like the the little pamphlet or whatever the instruction manual, and I noticed that they showed Dead Ash, like actually dead, like when he's a skeleton. And I noticed <laughs> that he's got his legs uh, broken off. And I was wondering, I was like, oh, I wonder what the the concept of that was. Like, was he maybe almost devoured, like you know, by the thing that comes to the the door, like the giant apple head or whatever hmm. that comes in Evil Dead Two? It kind of hints that maybe that thing bites his legs off and like i don't know i was thinking that's an interesting too because uh when they they show him in the casket and he's flying through the air kind of like how cheryl levitated in the first movie is that that's kind of why he's floating around in the air is because whatever monster that got him or whatever however he dies because they never really showed that to us but they do insinuate that he does die in Mm -hmm. evil dead hail to the king because he finds himself, he walks in on his own funeral and it shows his, himself with his legs bit off. And I was just, I was always kind of curious where they came up with the, his legs got bit off thing. I don't know. I don't know. Well, talking about collecting stuff like that, like that's, that goes right back to, you know, the video game deal, right? Yeah. And, and where they offer a lot of stuff and, from that you can notice the different collectors like as soon as it came out people hit me up did you get it did you get it did you get it i'm like no i'm just getting the game and they're like why i'm like dude other than the shirt and the book which i don't know fuck i don't need that you know you know and uh i was like other than the shirt i really don't need that stuff they're like why i was like well 90 percent of it's paper and the other thing's a fucking record i'm never gonna fucking listen to i was like right I was like, for me, I was like, there's there's people who collect everything that's has an Evil Dead label on it. That's cool. That's their thing. But 
I came to the conclusion a few years ago. It's like, I'm only going to collect what I want or something that's going to gain value. That's kind of like how I am too. I don't buy everything that says evil dead on it, but I'll buy things that I like either really want or like I've had my eye on. Yeah. It's like, well, you got, you know, Kurt and Al's book that, I mean, I would buy that. Once, once those are gone, they're gone. And, and you're not going to find a company for another 20 fucking years that can even even come close to that. I, I just I just looked in this book really quick and it says being Ash isn't too bad unless you like fighting unfortunate links of hordes of evil. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, I it, mean, and then it says right here, my girlfriend is Jenny, the assistant manager of arts and crafts at Smart, and the voice of reason. She's willing to drive me back to that blasted cabin in the woods so that I can confront my fears and take on my nightmares head on. It should be a rough ride. <laughs> it's just like, whatever happened to Jenny? Like, Jenny Jenny is the girl he saves at the end of Army yeah. of Darkness. And no, uh, no. No? An Army of Darkness? Isn't that, well, I, I was always under the impression uh, that in Evil Dead Hail to the King, it was right after Army of Darkness. So the girl... Oh, saved. you're talking about the Esmar girl, yeah, at the yeah. end she's like, yeah, yeah, I like your story. Yeah, that's so, who she's supposed to be. I think her name is, I think they, they play it off that her name is Jenny. It's just like, I wonder why they never played that up. Well, the movie ended. That True. was, you know, kind of it. Yeah, that's probably what it was. It's just they, they probably kept it going in the game, and it's just like, uh, she made it to the end of the game, too, I believe, before she turned possessed, I think. Well, she sure. was... The lady who played her in Army of Darkness was the same lady who played uh, Adam Sandler's girlfriend in uh, Wedding Singer, the shitty girlfriend. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, hey. No way. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, that her was her. Too. I can't remember her name right now. I can't either. Yeah, I'm not talking about Drew Barrymore, but the shitty girlfriend who broke up with him. Yeah. You better take yeah, that shit off before you miss the band and they break up. <laughs> Yeah, and she had that fucking crazy ass fucking eighties ninety hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't say nineties because it came out in the fucking nineties, but yeah, the big old bouffant shit. And the eighties retro hair. God, it just seemed it seemed weird growing up in the nineties, and then you see movies based on the eighties. You're like, man, that's so long ago. Then you live now, you're like, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> they could have did better, right? <laughs> But no, like when it comes to collecting for me, like I'm I'm very simple. I mean, if it's a gift, I keep. If it's something that I buy that's worth money, I keep. And I'm more about like I want the props. I want like a lamp or I want the book or I want the chainsaw or I, I want love the-, the lamp from Evil Dead 2. Which one? The green one or the other yeah, one? The green one. No, oh, dude, you'll never find that. You'd have to make it. Somehow you have I, to, it, yeah. It, those you'd have off to one-off buy and customize a banker's lamp. Yeah, uh, they they were. Uh, who was it? Roger was telling me they were made in like the early 1900s, and basically they were like they stamped it once or twice, and you know the stamp was shit after that. And then they made a modified one, you know, off the lamp they had, and that was the end of it. I mean, you'll never fucking find. It. If I ever find that fucker, you know what I'm gonna do. Keep it. I'm gonna sell that some bitch. <laughs> I know people want it. I'll be like, oh yeah. You know, Something else I'd like to have, like is five the... grand. There you go. Here's the lamp. Because at the end of the day, it's still a goddamn lamp. So yeah, I'm not trying to build a display with it. So yeah, I'll sell for big money. 
so personally for me as like my evil dead uh collection something that i've been trying to acquire for a while is a panasonic reel-to-reel tape recorder really like they're everywhere i got one oh they you would think they are but like once you start searching for them and they're it's just like oh wow a thousand dollars no i don't think so thousand bucks i got one for 40 bucks man fuck i i literally i want to get one of those and i'd buy a new set of reel-to-reels and i would literally record the actual recording just like i did the other day for the podcast but i'd play the whole recording of uh professor noby yeah yeah a lot of people do that like for me it's like i have one and if somebody ever wants it they can have it it's got the microphone and all that stuff but like I got it, real? yeah. Like yeah, it's got a microphone, and everything. And Al, Al hit me up. He's like, "Hey, there's one for forty bucks," and I'm like, "Hey, man, I'll buy it, dude." It's just done nothing but collected dust. It, like, it, is it the same one? Yeah, exact same one. I'll buy it off you. All right. Well, well, what we're gonna deal? It ain't gonna be cheap to ship to Canada because it's heavy as a son of a bitch. Those well, things. Are... We'll, fig- we'll figure it out. But I, I fucking, I want it. Yeah. It's- that's cool. Does it have a real to real? Oh, I lost him. Wow. There. Yep. We're back. All right. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's all good. But yeah, yeah. I got the real real. Dude, I dude, I even got the fucking piano. I'm able to too. Like the same style. Uh, well, it's not the same one, but what it is, it's a Bears Brother Upright Grand Piano. I have it. Huh. Yeah, I got How did it. How uh, acquire that? Uh, my father-in-law's friend owns a storage unit, and the guy didn't pay for all the shit, and so it was in there. And I bought nice. it for fifty bucks. Cool thing is, I knew the guy, and uh, I think he's dead, probably dead now. Like he got in some bad shit, but he was actually lived in Wadesboro, fucking uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, wherever the fuck. But he was a piano guy back there. And I'm like, mm, it's the same one. I double checked. It wasn't the same one, but it is the same model. It's Bear's Brother Upright Grand. So someone brought to my attention that the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has the Army of Darkness font. It kind of does. Yes. Kind of does. Kind of does. And, um, uh, we'll just have to so- see. I mean, the. If it comes out with anything, he wasn't going to put anything Evil Dead or, you know, in the previews. It's going to be one of those things you're just going to watch. It's going to be in the background. You're going to be like, oh, fuck, look at that. Exactly. The one thing I was thinking, uh, now that I've seen more trailers for it, was uh, it does, it's kind of ironic. It's a movie about evil twins and evil books, right? And I was thinking, well, if you're going to do a fucking Ash cameo, you could do it in that, but then Ash is Marvel. That that's all that'll mean is that I, Ash well, is in the I Marvel think universe. Be like a multiverse thing where it's gonna be like a flashback to Evil Dead where you see Ash like going through a you know from Evil Dead Two going through the portal. It's gonna be something like that, I think. That's exactly kind of what I was thinking too. Or my other idea was that they haven't said who Bruce Campbell's role is because maybe in the multiverse Bruce is an older version of Strange or a different version. I was thinking, no, oh, that could work, you know. Well, you never know, you know. I'm sure the Personally, Delta, I, I'm his... holding on to that Evil Dead cameo because that would be so rad if, if Doctor Strange is like, oh, I need to find this book that I'm looking for, only to show up at the cabin and be like, you remember when he posted that fucking uh, thing where it was a April Fool's joke? Yeah. And that he posted the, oh, 
the April Fools, everybody, Ash is in Doctor Strange. That would be the funny part. Would be if it wasn't even a joke. He just posted what he did that day, and that was the scene. And that would be so cool to see him being Ash one more time, even if it wasn't for like a more than a couple minutes or his own thing, but just to be well, like, "Hey, this, Strange, this is what the fans gonna watch for." Is the Delta? Oh, that's pretty much like an Evil Dead cameo all on its own. Well, well, the Delta's been in all of his movies, right? Quick. What we gotta look for on the Delta is a license plate. Dark man. Because if the license plate is the same as Evil Dead, we know that Ash is Delta versus just a Delta. So, for the listeners listening, what is Ash's license plate? Fuck, I don't remember. God damn it. I know on the <laughs> front remember. it says groovy or some shit. It's not groovy. No, it's it's a no. regular license plate. If it's a if it's a Michigan fucking license plate, I mean you can you can Google it, but if it's that same license plate, then you know that's Ash's Delta. Not Dude, would you level. consider drag me to hell a part of the evil dead universe? No. No? No. I suppose. I was just thinking because the Delta was in that. Well, you'd have to think Quick and the Dead and all those other ones were part of it. Yeah, I guess. More, uh, I guess that's more of just the Sam Raimi. Well, you could, you could say it's part of the multiverse. You could say that. You could say that. You know. Because the, uh, it's kind of ironic. Uncle Ben died because of the Delta. Someone stole at pretty much Ash's Delta to kill Uncle Ben. And Bruce Campbell, that's kind of ironic too. Bruce Campbell was like in the movie a couple minutes before that scene where fucking uh toby mcguire's uh uncle ben gets murdered see i i just hope it bruce's cameo i hope it is ash just a I really hint, just too. a fucking hint whether it's him wearing a blue shirt or just a red coat or a just a has a wooden hand you know i'll be like oh that's ash that's him even if they did like they did, don't even have to call him ash they could be like hey boomstick guy or whatever you know, like chainsaw hands, or you know, yeah. like or or you don't have to necessarily say, "Hey, it's Ash." Or like he could be dressed as Ash and be Ash, and be exactly that, and then they don't have to say, "Hey, Ash." Or he's so, reading a newspaper in New York at a newsstand, has a wooden hand. Be like, "Oh, yeah. there he is." Have, have it's like a they live sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, just, like just have my- him in the kind of like how he's in the Spider-Man movies, even just for like a fucking second. You're like, oh, oh, shit. Well, it was it was good how they were going to tie him in as Mysterio. That made sense. You know what's kind of funny? What if they actually lined this up way back in Ash vs. Evil Dead when they were talking about the infinite timelines? And I was thinking, oh, that'd be interesting, hey? And they just threw that in there all of a sudden? Well, yeah, that, you know, that's cool on a theory part, part of you, but point of view. But you got to think, though, you know, they're just thinking about making a movie, making money and getting into business. True that. And then Marvel's a big company and they're just trying to pander to the crowd too. So if they did do anything like that, that would just be like a fan service. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm going to watch out for anything Evil Dead related in that, but I'm looking forward to, you know, that little split second of Ghost Rider. That's what I'm looking forward to. Of what? Ghost Rider. Because he's oh, going to yeah. be big in the universe, in the MCU. I'm looking so forward to that. They they actually need to spend more time focusing on Ghost Rider, I think, and other characters other than the ones they are looking at right now. 
Well, it's almost it's almost solidified that Norman Reedus is going to play Johnny Blaze. And you know what? And he rides motorcycles all the time, and I don't see anything really wrong with that. Well, he was he was pushing hard to get that role. He's like, I want to be Johnny Blaze. I want to be Johnny Blaze. And all of a sudden, anytime they post anything related to the Ghost Rider, he gives a thumbs up and a like on. And you know what, too? They're kind of hinting that the, they wanted the Johnny Blaze to have, like, longer hair. And I was thinking, well, fuck, he pretty much nailed it. If they want him to have longer hair, Norman Reedus is pretty much the guy. Yeah. I mean, they could do him with Danny Catch if they really wanted to, that character. And that's fine. But at the end of the day, you can't beat the original. Yeah, they, they. I don't know how they'd have to set up a new Ghost Rider. Well, he's supposed to be part of it, you know, because we're getting in the darker part of the universe, and Ghost Rider's a big, big thing with Doctor Strange. He's That's huge. right. I never even thought of that. Oh, yeah. He's huge with Doctor Strange, and he beat the shit out of Doctor Strange a few times. Huh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I actually, Dude, I, I'm a I Ghost Rider fucking fanatic. I haven't read lots of them, like... I've never really gone into like all the important issues or anything like. Oh, dude! Ghost Rider beat the Hulk. He beat fucking Doctor Strange. He beat everybody. He doesn't fuck around. I mean, later on, like if you look at mid two thousands of comic books, all they ever do is like somebody hit Johnny Blaze with something and knock Ghost Rider's head off. But you know, even one comic, fucking, uh, it was World War, the, the World War Hulk uh, series. When Hulk came back and he was pissed because they all sent him off on a, you know, sent him off in outer space and he got married and all that other crap. And then he was told that they, you know, him and Mr. Fantastic and them uh, fucked with him. So he came back to Earth and he was going to kill Dr. Strange and everybody. And Ghost Rider was on his own little fucking mission killing demons. And uh, Dr. Strange, like, like Johnny Blaze in control of Ghost Rider isn't that strong. And him and Hulk got in this huge fight in New York. And then all of a sudden, Johnny Blaze was out of the fucking equation. It was just Ghost Rider staring down Hulk. And during that whole fight, they asked Doctor Strange, like, can Ghost Rider beat Hulk? And he's like, well, if Johnny Blaze is not in charge of Ghost Rider, yes, he can beat Hulk. And, but if, if the Ghost Rider you know, is in charge, no. You know, there's no way Hulk can beat him. Um, but there's a face-off with Ghost Rider, you know, the Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider, facing off with Hulk and then Ghost Rider drives away to go do his, you know, killing demons and shit. They were going to yeah. try to take over the world. And uh, I think it was Mr. Fantastic asked, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Strange. He goes, why didn't he, uh, why didn't he fight him? And he goes, because he's not guilty. And they knew they were guilty of fucking with the Hulk and they had to deal with what Hulk's going to deal with them. Interesting. It was yeah, a good uh, series. Ghost Rider looks into their eyes and says, uh, what the fuck does he say? Uh, uh, the penance stare. Yeah. Yeah. He dude. said something to them, though, right before. And he, he like, look into my eyes. And, yeah. Then, uh, I, and it's like a true stare or something. I can't remember. Well, um, did you know in this past year uh, for Bronze Age comics that Marvel Spotlight number five, which is uh, the origin of Ghost Rider, a 9.8 sold for $255,000. Wow. And guess what? I got one. I know you were telling me about that. So <laughs> I bought it for 325 bucks. My wife's like, that's a lot of money for a comic book. And now I'm like, oh, well, well, mine's signed by Stan Lee. And, you know, mine's not a 9.8, mine's a 7.0. But I'm like, yeah, it's about worth about 16000 18000 right now. And I bought it like but, five years ago. 
but it's signed by Stan Lee, and he passed away, and he was a big fucking That's deal. why I bought it, because he was like 90, 90 or 91 at that time. I'm like, I want to get my favorite you know, character, his origin story comic, signed by Stan Lee, sealed, everything, and I got it. Man, have you seen Jason's uh, Freddy Krueger gloves he was, he's been making? Yes, they're very cool. They're fucking unbelievable. He should. They are cool. He could. He could literally start a new thing just by buying and or whatever making them. Oh I, man! I, I, was, I was looking at one the other day. I was like, "Wow, where did you get that one?" He goes, "Oh, I made it." I was like, "Holy fuck! Wow!" Uh, took well, you about a fucking fuck, week Jason, to figure that out. The only Jason, if I know Jason, you know him. He's gonna make it better than everybody else. He and looked at that. all the other gloves, like the ones he made. I was like, which one is this? He's like, oh, it's it's modeled off of like part three or four, but it's kind of like uh, Freddy's dead. So it's just like he made a hybrid glove and it's just it's yeah. beautiful. Well, he's, he's going to make it better than everybody else, but he's hitting that community where it's going to be ridicule after ridicule and problem after problem. It the, the Freddy community with gloves is it's just as toxic as the gosh damn Star Wars community. That's what sucks. It's like every time I want to get in the Ghostbusters, I look at their bullshit. I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to do this. Ivan Reitman died the other day. That's yeah, Ivan Reitman, sucks. man. Yeah, at least he was there for afterlife. And I, you know, at I least he was if- there for that. I, I was actually really, I liked Afterlife. A lot of people, they gave it some pretty harsh criticism, but I also think it was really, it was done really well. That movie was fucking phenomenal. And, they and, snubbed it at the fucking awards shows, and I thought, what a fucking joke. That, that, oh, there was fuck, a there was a, there was a friend of mine who loves the, loves the girls version, and he's like, one of the best movies from this past, you know, past year was this Netflix fucking cartoon shit. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That's that's your top pick of the year is this cartoon mm. bullshit from Netflix. Yeah, your suggestions to me mean shit to me anymore because apparently you don't know what's good. Yeah, I don't know. I to be honest, I actually don't think a lot of the stuff that comes out on Netflix is a very like hot shit at all. Yeah. I think a lot of it's just garbage. It's poorly written. It's really uh, agenda driven. I mean, just... when you're when your hottest item on Netflix is a fucking Adam Sandler film, you know barf right i mean he he really hasn't done anything incredible in the last 10 fucking years i mean you can laugh at a film here and there but you're not gonna have you seen uncut things gems. Sliced bread. uncut gems is a weird movie for him that wasn't bad it wasn't bad i liked uncut gems i got tired of him saying the word fuck like every two seconds that got a little old yeah but, i i don't know like i thought that was kind of interesting that he actually took the role of, uh, for a movie where he actually got murdered for once i was like oh that's kind of different it was it was good uncut gems I, I will i will say that wasn't bad his other movies on netflix holy shit how bad they were they? that hubie halloween oh man that was horrible the only good part was the puke scene that was the yeah. only good part that was funny and anything with Steve Buscemi he is fucking hilarious in that movie yeah Steve Buscemi's the shit love that guy he would well, be a fucking he, awesome deadite. I would love to see him as a deadite. He could do something good. He's never really, really reached in the horror, you know, too much. No, not really. Like he him and Fargo. Of, like, him and Fargo was amazing. He just gets put in the wood chipper. <laughs> right? Fuck. He gets shot in the face and gets stuck right in the wood fucking chipper. Yeah. Wow. Fucking motherfucker. He's just fucking bleeding all over the place all the time. Yeah. 
They're like, what are you going to do about it? Next minute, he's in the fucking wood chipper. I think he, my favorite is uh, him, uh, Mr. Pink in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's ironic? If you play the Reservoir Dogs game, it tells you that Mr. Pink gets away, and he's the only one in that movie that gets away. But if you well, listen closely at the end, is... it sounds like the cops show up and arrest him. But if you play the game, he actually makes it away. Well, and that's why I really like Reservoir Dogs, Evil Dead, and other films where they can take one setting and make an amazing fucking movie. They did it with Evil Dead. They did it with Reservoir Dogs. Exactly. The Reservoir Dogs never left the warehouse the whole movie. Pretty much. Other than, well, their side. The intro. Other than the the intro. They had their their outside of the job life. Yeah, I mean. Really, uh, you when you when you have or even look at you know Tarantino again with uh, fucking the hateful eight. Other than being just out in the snow, they were in that gosh damn you know wooded kind of saloon place the whole time. They're like, shut the fucking door. <laughs> you know, that- one of those films where it's like the dialogue and the character buildup is so fucking good. That it's undeniable. You don't have to go with a movie everywhere. You don't have to. No. Nope. But when when it comes to a TV series, for me, like when it comes to Ash vs. Evil Dead, like I love the first season because every almost every episode was in a different setting. But that's where that episode was at. Except first, for the last the whole goddamn season is in Elk Adam Grove. Lee. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of Elk Grove and go back to fucking Jacksonville. You know, that's my whole thing. <laughs> I was like, let's go back to Jacksonville. Fuck yeah. Yeah, they never did really explore Jacksonville and how they could have had all the, the, yeah. the water you know, crash. Bruce like, just oh, let, or Ash was like, I'm staying. I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to kill it. We love you, Ash. I love me too. <laughs> yeah, when it, when it comes to like, you made a really good series where almost, almost every episode is a different setting, but that's where that story is in that setting. But then you make a TV series to where it's, same setting the whole goddamn time. I'm like, okay, we need to mix this up a little bit. Have you seen Stand Against Evil? Oh, dude, Stand Against Evil? I like Stand Against Evil. That was what good. What do you think? Do you think that it would have been better with like writers from Stand Against Evil? No. It yeah. was it was the fact that Ash vs. Evil Dead wasn't on fucking IFC. It came out uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Same time. Well, right about the same time. But if Ash vs. Evil Dead would have been on IFC, guaranteed it would have lasted a hell of a lot longer. For sure. Or or uh, Showcase. Yeah. 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 To be Stand honest, it would have reminded me of an old TV show. It was like an NBC or ABC. It was called Erie, Indiana. Oh, yeah. And I remember Erie, Indiana. It, it's very similar. It was very kind of campy and kind of kiddish. But it was good. Like, I'll watch, like, Standing Against Evil. Like, my son the other day is like, what's this? And I was like, you know, when you start end of, end a of series on something, and then on Hulu, like, and then all of a sudden is, it plays something else. This is the knockoff Evil Dead, son. What? You could have been like, this is the knockoff Evil Dead, son. <laughs> it basically was with witches, you know. But it wasn't bad. I like Standing Against Evil. I was like, this is not bad. But it's it's not gory. It's not super bloody. It's very kiddish. There was worse entertaining, you know. It was dead, but if you would have had Ash versus Evil Dead and I had seen, guaranteed, fuck, you it would last at least another couple seasons. I think so. I, I was actually uh, 
admiring Ash versus Evil Dead the other day because I was watching it again. I was just uh, just watching it just because it was on the TV, and I was just noticing that it's probably his finest acting in his career. Like he, like all the episodes, not not just one in particular, but there's episodes where he's like honed his craft, and like he's really coming to himself like being whoever he wanted to be and he's just like oh, okay this is ash this is how i'm gonna play him this is how he's gonna be and it's just like that character it ash isn't even a character anymore it's just bruce being himself well, and i I'll, think i would say his best acting for me like different character wise was probably sam hacks i i just mean like as the character of ash i think he got to do so much with it that it was oh like, yeah he got to learn probably from being on the show just like as being like, okay, be yourself, Bruce, because no one else can be Ash like you can. So it's just like he was probably like, oh, well, maybe I'll be like this today. Or like, you know, he just probably, I bet you, like, that would be one of the questions I was, I would ask him because like, uh, recently, it's kind of cool that we actually had like uh, David Howard Thornton on the podcast because that kind of, mm-hmm. that adds a level of credibility for us because now there's a, uh, actual stars on like our whatever side shows yeah whatever, like. that was an amazing podcast and you know it's funny i actually somehow uh like somehow shoehorned in some evil dead questions on him i was like yeah you did, did. but yeah. then it's like uh, i was like what do you think of the whatever the evil dead or and the, he's just like oh yeah i'd like to be like ted Raimi. like it was kind of interesting like how ted stuck out to him and like stuff like that i was like oh you like I think the most important thing about talking to these people is that at the end of the day, they're people and they, they like being treated like people. They don't like being like, Oh my God, I'm fucking starstruck because I've seen every movie you're ever in and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's more interesting when it's just like, I actually caught him off guard. He's like, yeah, I, I'm kind of like a gamer. So I, I literally, when he said I was, a gamer, yeah. I, was like, well, what, and- I was like, what do you like to play? I was like, do you like Resident Evil? I just threw it in there because I looked at a poster that said Resident Evil on it. And he was like, yeah. Uh, he's like, I was like, and then he's like, yeah, I do like Resident Evil. And he's like, I was like, and I hit him with another question right away. I was like, oh yeah, which one? And he goes, oh, I like part four. So it's just like when he said that, uh, I do right away. I was like, yeah, he actually does play Resident Evil. And he's like, but I, recently I played Village. And so right there, he also answered the question that four was his favorite, but he recently played part eight. And I was thinking, okay, so he's played lots of the Resident Evil. So that, then from that, I shoehorned another question. In, well, which uh, system do you play on? I was thinking, well, Xbox or he's a PlayStation 2 guy or PlayStation guy. Yeah, that's what he said. He got PS5. Fuck, I thought that was the coolest thing. And then, yeah. and for him to not even like, like, there's a lot of errors. And like, it's fucking weird because uh, he was in New York and my other friend, like, he was out of town. And then, got, so what happened was my friend, Donnie Crashbones, he's actually like a friend of mine in real life. I, I actually said, hey, David's going to be on the show. And he's like, oh my God, Art the Clown's like my favorite. Like, he, he literally, like, that's like his fucking. He loves that fucking movie. And that. so I literally, I was like, well, do you want to come on? And I'll let you talk to him. He was just like, man, you're so nice. I can't believe you'd even do something like that for me. I was like, well, fuck. If he's your favorite, I'm not going to fucking tell you no if you want to talk yeah. to him. You know, like, well, what was cool during that whole interview that you had with him is what what I got from him. He's a very down earth guy. And he's he doesn't consider himself like a crazy, you know, like experienced actor. You know, he, he thought he was going to be like more of a stage guy. And, and he was saying that, uh, he goes, people think I am Art the Clown, but I am so different from that character, which makes him that much of a better actor to 
put himself into a role as Art the Clown, who's, you know, has very much of a mystique behind him. You really don't know everything about the character, but he's a crazy, insane kind of dude. Uh, and listen to the interview that you have with him, I was just like, man, I got a lot of respect for this guy because he takes himself, you know, you know, out of one world, like he can like play Art the Clown. And then they say cut. And then a minute later, he's playing fucking video games in his trailer. You know, just normal. Yeah, like, it, that's it's kind of incredible. It's so uh, he's so personable. And he was he was also talking like I wanted to ask him a bunch of questions, too, because when you're a person that has like uh, uh, do you follow Fright Rags? Yeah. OK, so Fright Rags makes clothes with his image on it as Art the Clown. So yeah. it's just like. He, he, like it's kind of interesting to have a person that uh, is out there that has shirts made of him, action figures made of him, posters, mm-hmm. DVDs, just like stuff like that is really interesting because I also asked him, I because I, we were talking about Evil Dead and I was like, that's kind of funny because Evil Dead makes the Necronomicon from Trick or Treat Studios or whatever. And then I, I literally, I, I don't know why, like off, it's horrible. I write down stuff that I want to talk about and I never talk about it because my brain is just <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, hey. Off the top of my head, I just thought of this right here or whatever, right? And he was, I actually said, uh, so, you know, what's kind of interesting. I was like, how did you feel the day you got your action figure from Trick or Treat Studios? He goes, uh, he goes, I thought that was the coolest day of my life, but I gave it to my parents. And I was like, wow, that's the coolest. Yeah. Thing well, then, you know, it was cool. He was also talking about, like, there was a day, it was like 20 degrees and it was cold as shit. And they had the fake blood and all that stuff. And they wanted to go with a whole different kill scene and they're like no just go through with it and he's like Fuck and him, he's talking about how sick he is yeah yeah it was such a good podcast and interview i was i might have to listen to it again honestly because just how him as an actor he wasn't a dick he wasn't an asshole he was just he was willing to answer any questions i don't know who was making something in the microwave but you could hear it in the background but you know you get hungry but yeah, it was, someone was it going was, beep beep. I think yeah, it was Donnie. Yeah, it was, Donnie it was, was so just good. probably sitting there eating, listening to me, and just like fucking throw all these questions at him with a burnt yeah. out voice. Like I remember my son. He's like, "Dad, have you, have you seen this movie?" I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Not all of it." He goes, "Dude, my my son loves Art the Clown. He's like, it's so fucked up. You know they're coming out with a second one, and." and- and in that he, interview, he said the second one's going to fucking make the first one look like fucking child's play. Well, if he's well, if he's listening, I'm coming to Flashback Weekend in Chicago. He should be a guest there because I'm bringing my son. And my son's not like a little kid. He's like almost 18. So, you know, come on, Art the Clown. Let's fucking go. And my son's like, dude. If you get to meet Art the Clown, be like. Thank you for being. Uh, oh, uh, I will tell him. I will tell him. Like, hey, you know how you run Crazy Kyle's uh, podcast unfiltered from Canada? He'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, dude, yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, the other half with you know, here's from the sky. He'd be like, no shit, fuck yeah. And, and you know what? yeah, no, I'll take some photos with with him for you, and be like, we'll send it right to you, or a little. Maybe he'll probably do a little video for you. You never know. Oh, that'd be so cool. I'd straight put it on our page. Yeah. Fucking, uh, so so if he's there, yeah. you know, that's if he's there kind of situation i hope he does because they have really me, a lot of guests that, uh, uh the podcast he was on the podcast now because uh he's actually going back on the con circuit so i would not be surprised if he i hope there. so and it's flashbacks 20th anniversary so they're bringing some big names and he's in the horror movie community he's a big name 
he's a big, pretty big name right now with Terrifier 2 coming out. And you know what makes it even cooler? He's he's even cooler in my books now, knowing that he's a, a secret Evil Dead fan. Like, he likes the Evil Dead. And, yeah. Like, Ted yeah, Raimi yeah. and, like, all, Bruce and all that. When he was talking about filmmaking and stuff, like, he is very involved with with filmmaking, like, like he was saying before on that podcast. He was talking a lot about how he was talking about doing theater, things like that. And... You know, a lot of people get theater, do theater. Look at fucking Hugh Jackman, huge theater guy. And I'm sure he came across a problem with, you know, everybody thinks he's fucking Wolverine, but at the end of the day, he, you know, he's a completely different character. Right. You know, in real life. But yeah, yeah, if he shows up the flashback weekend, I am definitely doing something for you with him. That'd be so cool. Oh, yeah. Like, you met Philip Graves the other day. Like if you talk to Philip Grace and be like, oh, the guy out of Canada, be like, yeah, I do the Monday podcast with him. So he'd be like, oh, shit. I'd be like, would you want to do a video for him? He'd probably be like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. You, you know what's weird? If he's an art the clown, he, he does this thing where he doesn't talk. He'll just go whatever. Yeah, he can't talk. No, I would do it when he's not art the clown. Well, you got to remember when I'm at Flashback, I'm with, when I'm, I'm with Chris Pollock, and Chris Pollock knows everybody at those fucking cons. So That's I get bumped cool. with everybody. He actually added me. I sent him a friend friend request, and he uh, accepted my friend request. So that's super cool too. Yeah, I had to get off the. I was actually talking to him. Um, I had to get off the phone with him so I could do the podcast tonight. Uh, we were talking about when he comes up here to visit, and we we're talking about Chicago and all that stuff. Yeah, Chris, Chris is good shit, hands down. I mean, fuck. I mean, I would say in my life, I'm blessed to know Chris Paul as one of my best friends. You know. We're, we're tight as it gets. I mean, we're we're like virgin lips tight as friends. <laughs> you know. Squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. Fucking <laughs> nothing getting in it. Fuck. He's a, he's an awesome dude. I'd, I'd gladly have him back on the show. I, I, that, his episode got one of the most views. I nice. Think that's, that's probably, it, you know what? It's one of the longest episodes. So that's a, that's a, a testament to the character that was him. Well, and when they come up here to visit, we can do – I'm going to have him and Roger from Ultramix Studios. They'll both be up here at the same time. Doug Johnson, they'll, they'll all be here. We can all do this at the same time. I can have them all on the show, and I'll just let them take control of my microphone. Just there you go. Yeah, fuck. Uh, I've been actually uh, wanting to ask Doug. I asked mm-hmm. Paris. Paris is going to come on whenever he's settled. Uh, I was going to ask Al. Because I kind of want to make my rounds with everybody because this is kind of like the community, right? Yeah. So everybody kind of should have their say. Like, I, I asked Kyle Bowen or whatever, but he's, he uh, said he doesn't want to because he's got uh, – I think he said he has autism. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Okay. yeah and, and you know what? I told him it doesn't really matter if he wants to come on or not. That, that's, that'd be awesome if he doesn't. Whatever. The Kyle's a good guy. Me. I like Kyle. Man, fucking uh, – he, he fucks with the action figures lots. It's kind of cool. I like watching yeah, what he does. He does a good job with those action figures. Man, but, his, brother, yeah, he does I mean, the, his brother does the repaints on them. Fuck, they're fucking amazing. Yeah, when it comes to Al, you got to talk to him about a certain time because he, you know, he's an early, early bid kind of guy. But, no, he would be really good to talk to. Yeah, he's I mean, got I, lots I, of... Everything you guys would talk to, me and him have already talked about, so I'd be mostly just in the background, just, you know, listening. But, yeah, yeah, when they all come in, you know, to my shop, I'll just be like, "Hey, we're gonna do the podcast, and you guys are the guest." Fuck that, uh, yeah. And I'll be like, "Oh, this is Roger from Ultra Ultra Studios. This is Chris Pollock. This is 
Doug Johnson, this is Holly Johnson, and if like anybody else, there's gonna be a lot of people here. If they want to jump in, they can just jump in. I've been slowly trying to figure out the vodcast part of it, but you know what? It's kind of fucking. It's all right in that, but you know what? Uh, once once you get into the vodcast stuff, I, you actually have to go more into the iTunes sort of uh, part yeah. of the shit and you know what i'm actually okay with just the audio because there's a lot of audio listeners like we got lots of listeners on Spotify well that's the thing is like when i have a podcast or a vodcast on when i'm working in the shop i just listen to it i don't watch it because i don't want to i don't care about watching people talk right i yeah, want to hear what they say way, i, I just like don't i don't care them you know that. speaking into their microphone i don't give a shit about it it's it's i actually kind of like it more that we're just like heard because i don't care i i'll show my face i i'm not scared to show my face or anything but yeah. at the same time it's just like people don't need to sit and look at me when i'm like looking really rough and then i'm talking about well, something that we all love and they can listen to it while they drive or they're doing whatever yeah they don't gotta watch that's it. that's fine i mean you know vodcast is cool but it, it at the same time you know even if it's a celebrity i've seen them before why do we need to see them talking you know what's funny? The part that I edited out of the David thing, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry that it's not a vodcast. He goes, you know what? I actually don't mind at all. I fucking hate being fucking videoed when I'm talking. He goes, and I was yeah. thinking, I was like, cool. Yeah, that, that works for me, too, because uh, I don't have a vodcast, so now I don't even want to fucking make one. I was thinking. <laughs> well, well, he's right, because if you're on audio, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, earn it. When Did you're you on a podcast, joke? you're just you have to, you know, it's the same thing with going live. I'm doing anything. You can't you can't do what you want. You can, but then you got some fans where they're gonna be like, Oh, I well, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. You don't Did want you that. that fucking Nazi joke. Uh, like he was talking about uh how he played the, these Nazis in on that play or whatever. And I was oh, like, yeah. I did I was like, I did not see that coming. And he goes, Oh, really? I should be furious. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he, <laughs> he fucking nailed me back with a zinger when I was trying to be funny with a zinger. But it's kind of, I thought it was a, that was, a, you know what, that was a kind of a interesting podcast too for me because really, I, I don't think I'd, I would have been as confident as I am, like where mm-hmm. I was when I talked to him, if it wasn't for you and like all the guests that we've had on. And well, I'm glad I could help. Oh, fuck. You guys, you helped me fucking 100%. I wouldn't even, like, my voice was burnt out. I couldn't even talk. Like, I, I was having, like, I couldn't even, like, really talk. And my voice was fucked. And for me to even get any of the questions out I did for uh, the audience or anything, I, I'm so happy that I even got anything out of them. I felt most proud be, uh, the moment when I, I was like, oh, Evil Dead. Let's ask him about the Evil Dead. And then he actually did kind of answer. I was like, oh, that's kind of really cool because I didn't yeah. expect him to even care about it, really. Well, because you mentioned Sam Raimi's Evil Dead. And he's like, dude, I love it. Yeah, that was so weird for him to just be like, yeah. You know, and I was like, well, I had to say that because, you know, it's kind of an Evil Dead podcast and that's kind of the shtick here. And, yeah. like, and he did plug, he did plug Monday nights with him. So, fuck yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I, I asked him uh, after, I was like, you're, yeah, I was like, you're always welcome to come back on. He goes, well, I'll keep that open. And so it's just like, if he ever comes back on, we should just fucking pick his brain for an hour. Yeah. Hell yeah. The thing about the celebrities, though, is that their time is kind of precious to them. So, like, when he when he gave me an hour, I was like, oh, thanks a lot. Like, yeah. like I think an hour is lots for celebrities. For, like, for us, 
two hours is usually our thing, right? But mm-hmm. lately, usually, more, yeah. we're, we're we're roughly uh, uh, lately. I I think two hours should be our, our top. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, because, you know, uh, I yeah. think I noticed the shorter episodes do get more listens, whereas the longer ones, people get like, oh, that's a long listen, <laughs> right? <laughs> But you know yeah. what? The the three hour ones you can actually split them up into sections because that's the way I've edited them. But that mm-hmm. it's just uh, I think the two hour mark is perfect for uh, everything because it shouldn't really have to be longer than that. Yeah, I mean, you gotta get what the you know the crowd's gonna want to listen to. Like I listened to one of the was working in the shop is a Joe Rogan one, and I, I forgot who I was listening to, but I'm just like, I'm over this. You know, by the end of hour two. Like, and you know it's it's kind of interesting for us because we always just talk about things that are kind of like I always try to think about things that are new and original and like current day uh, current events and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. when I come into the episodes, I always try to think of something new. Like today, I thought about uh, the all the weird things of this weird saw I was working on because that it's not the saw, but it's it could have been a concept and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And whereas the uh, someone could like i i was watching ash vs evil dead and i was thinking you know one of the best episodes is when he's uh he goes yeah i'm the hero of elk grove and he's gonna like go blow his load in the fucking gum factory yeah <laughs> right and like that that's kind of funny when he walks up to the counter and, he, he, and he's like yeah i'm the hero of elk fucking grove <laughs> yeah it's like so confident like yeah he, he believes it <laughs> he believes in his own hype everybody when I seen that, I was thinking, yeah, that's probably his best acting ever, <laughs> and that's kind of what brought me to that too, right? Because I, I lately, like back when I was a younger lad, I used to watch them religiously, like Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness. Like I'd watch them in order, like every day, and that was my thing. I'd put them on, I'd fucking write a uh, draw, draw or write or anything, and I, it'd just be playing in the background, whatever scene was playing on whatever movie it was. It was just like. It was Evil Dead all the time, and mm-hmm. and, and all, from all the times of watching it, I've watched it so many times. I could literally not even have to watch it ever again because those scenes are so burnt into my mind that I literally oh yeah recite the words that are on the TV. So now when I do watch it, I try like I think now that I'm older, I don't try watch them as much so that when I do watch it, it's like special again. Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to take a break. Like I agree, like. Like, right now, I'm taking my Evil Dead break from watching it. Because, like, I'll be in the shop and I'll just put it on. But I'm like, oh, well, how about I do something a little different? Dude, I've been listening to a lot of, like, early 2000s fucking rock hits. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you remember the band Trapped? I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Or Chappelle. You know? And just taking a break. And then I want to get back into it. Um, but you have to. I mean, with anything that you love. You, you have to you have to take a break just because there's that old fucking saying I still disagree with. And I think I talked about this last time where it's like, if you do what you love for a living, you'll never work a day in your life. That's bullshit. It's the same way if you would eat fried chicken every goddamn day. Sooner or later, you're going to be like, I'm sick of this. I'm going to burger, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you have to take a break. And you know what's also interesting, and I, I was actually thinking about it the other day, is that uh, one thing that sticks out to me is, like, throughout all the Evil Dead movies is the S-Mart scene in Army of Darkness really sticks out to me as, like, probably the most Evil Dead moment in Army of Darkness. Besides, <laughs> Spe- you sp- Speaking of that scene, all right, so 
I was uh, I was watching the KOS the other day, and okay. if Al's listening, he's gonna he's gonna be like, oh shit, he's talking about me, you know, talking about him. And he goes, he goes, yep, yep, the boomstick's right. It's a it's a pump action shotgun. I was like, I was like, dude, that's a lever action thirty thirty. He goes, where the fuck were you when I was broadcasting this? <laughs> I was like, oh, it was a work. But, yeah, no, yeah, the one he drags out of the fucking, you know, the case, you know. That's, case a, lever action 30 that's 30. a 30 lever action. Yeah, the only the only movie I've really ever seen a lever action shotgun, that was on Terminator 2. And that one had a custom lever action. It was actually made as a circle, the lever. Yeah, there's, there's actually a company, fuck, it's a Japanese company that makes those now. And they are the cheapest pieces of shit. But you, if you want one that looks basically like the one off of Terminator Two, there's one that's being made. And just, I keep thinking about buying one just to have it. But I'm like, what am I gonna do with this damn thing? And I've been also really uh, looking closely into the shotgun from Evil Dead Two and the shotgun from Army of Darkness because they're quite a bit different. I was wondering, oh yeah, the, the Army of Darkness shotgun, like. Is it really a 12 gauge or is it a 10 gauge? Because I was looking at it. And 20. The barrels look no, wait, 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 no, wait. You got a you got a 20 gauge on Evil Dead One, Evil Dead Two is 12 gauge, Evil or Army Darkness is 12 gauge. You also got to remember the you know what was the most normal gauge at the time. 12, 12 gauge. So and I, I'm not sure on the exact model from Army of Darkness, but Stoger makes the exact fucking double barrel, the coach gun. And everybody's like, well, why isn't cut down like Evil Dead 2? Well, if you want to cut down shorter, you have to bring it to a gunsmith and you got to get it stamped and it has to be visible. Stamp has to be visible to sight, even on film. So they're like, okay, this is close enough. That's what they did. Because there's like three or four inches on the end of the barrel on the Army of Darkness. It's it's Army of Darkness. You're talking about the coach gun? That's a 20 inch barrel. Yeah, what is it's a twenty inch barrel. The one he twirls and puts behind his back. He's like, "Let's talk about me getting home." That's the foam one from Evil Dead Two. Yeah, it's it was, a lot shorter. So the the barrel on the Evil Dead Two, like man, that's when I, I was looking at him closely. Like if you look at the like uh, the wooden stock on the front of the the barrel or whatever, uh, whatever mm-hmm. you want to fucking call it. Uh, there's only like two inches on the end of the barrel from the end of the wood. Well, yeah, basically not even that. I mean, it's it's probably cut down about eighteen inches. But you got to remember, you know, when Evil Dead Two came out, those were the days where people were riding on three wheelers and shit, and there wasn't like <laughs> breaking ribs on three wheels. Right, there wasn't a lot of restrictions, a lot of shit. I mean, we were everybody's drinking fucking diet Pepsi Nutra Sweetens, killing you with cancer. Pepsi Clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was nineties, <laughs> late nineties. I can't believe you remember Pepsi Clear. But... Oh, dude, when Pepsi Clear did, did you guys have that re-release in Canada? We had a re-release of that up here like five years ago. Yeah, same here. It was uh, that was fucking weird. Oh, I drank the fuck out of that, dude. And then there was Pepsi Blue. <laughs> oh yeah, Pepsi Blue tastes like butt. What the fuck was that about? But yeah, uh, it it was just well up in the era, and there and that's why you get all those questions from these young people. Like, well, why didn't they have it in this one? But like, dude, you got to remember, look back what was going on in the eighties. Do a little research here. There's the, the you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. You could get away with a lot more back then. Yeah, that's when you, like kids would go to high school and they had their guns in the back of their windows and be like, oh, they're fine. They're just going hunting after work or after school. Nobody gave a shit. 
you know, things change and restrictions become apparent and they change things. So that's why in Army of Darkness, you had that real gun, you know, that big ass coach gun. And, you know, if they cut it down any shorter, well, guess what? You got to show a stamp, big stamp right on the barrel. But, and that's a lot, and they would have taken another year to get that done with all the paperwork and all the restrictions and all the problems dealing with that. That's why, like, somebody was talking to me about, like, oh, why don't you just cut down a gun? I'm like, fuck that. No I way. think that was me. I was like, it might have been you. Got this gun. Just, oh, oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. That's no. what I said. I was telling uh, you and Jason, I was like, you should just cut, you guys should go buy shotguns and fucking cut the barrels off. I was trying to say to make a four barrel shotgun. You're like, that's illegal or whatever. Yeah, that's like, illegal as fuck. I didn't even know that. Eh? I was just thinking, oh yeah, I'm fucking talking about fucking. Oh like, yeah, like you get you, you, if you destroy a gun, you get destroy the the, the uh, actual receiver. Don't do. Don't <laughs> fuck with the barrel. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's how you get in trouble. <laughs> that would be fucked. I like having my gun right, so <laughs> I don't fuck with that shit ever. Fucking ever. Fuck, you'd be surprised with how fucking good I can shoot. Like, I have I have these weird hunting eyes that are called 21-21. They're like, they're literally 20-20 is perfect vision. But my grandpa, he, mm-hmm. he had 21-21 eyes. And for some reason, I have the same eyes as him. And every, like, they, I get, like, fucking super mad focused in on things. Like, if I'm, like, looking down the barrel of a gun and I look down the iron sights, like, I could fuck. Like, I did this one thing in front of everybody, and they thought I was unbelievable. Like, I had this crossbow. It's a Strike Your Strike Zone 380. It's whatever. It's kind of like – it is the same uh, crossbow that Daryl Dixon uses on The Walking Dead. So, it's mm-hmm. literally – it's it's a pretty good crossbow, but it's not like you're – I don't know. I'd say it's the equivalent to, like, a 30-30 or, like, oh, whatever, a long uh, rifle. So fucking oh, like uh, 300 or something like that. Yeah. We're, one day we're all shooting the shit, and I was like, "Oh yeah, fuck!" I was like, "I'm real good at shooting." They're like, "Oh yeah, fuck! I'm real good at shooting." And all like we we're all kind of like trying to one up each other, right? I was like, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "You're real good at shooting." He's shooting, buddy's like, "Oh pull!" And they're skeet shooting and, and off buddy's uh whatever his acreage. So they're shooting all these fucking uh the skeet shooting fucking these discs or whatever. Yeah, and the shooting them with yeah shooting them with the shotgun and all this stuff. I was like. I was like, I bet you a hundred fucking dollars I could hit one of your fucking uh, skeets with my arrow. And he goes, oh, fuck. You fucking wish, buddy. Never in a million fucking years. Right in front of everybody. He, I was like, a pull. All of a sudden, plink. Fucking hit it right out of the air with my fucking crossbow. Nice. They're like, holy fuck. That was fucking, that was like a once in a lifetime shot. I was like, yeah, you want to see a once in a lifetime shot? I was like, why don't you take this fucking nickel and stick it? Like, he literally did this. He trusted me to fire a fucking gun in his direction while he was wearing whatever. Like, he he had, like, a flak jacket on and stuff. Like, so he had this fucking uh, nickel on this bolt. And the bolt was, like, whatever, a 5.8 bolt. So he set this nickel up so it would, like, whatever, sit right on the bolt, right? Mm -hmm. And he put the bolt on his knee. And he's like, (laughs) if you can fucking hit the fucking bolt, or the nickel, I'll give you an extra hundred dollars. So fucking, I was like, yeah, whatever. So I'm like, um, I wasn't like shooting it at with my crossbow this time. I had this rifle and it had scope on it. So I fucking scoped this fucking nickel off this bolt off his knee. And he gives me my fucking hundred dollars. So I made two hundred dollars off him just because of how good I could shoot. And fucking, 
definitely like if if my grandpa was still alive and he seen me shoot that bolt off of Blake's knee, he would have been like, "Wow, I'm really proud of you." <laughs> you guys thinking, are crazy up there in Canada. I don't, I don't fucking do that shit down here. Fuck. I could fucking shoot a squirrel between the eyes from fucking like a hundred feet away with my crossbow. Yeah. Well, well, it's all, you know, hunting, like hunting to me, I'm a big hunter, you know, because when like, you know, we had the trucker incident this past couple weeks and the, you know, meat prices go up and price, you know, up in value and shit. It doesn't affect. It's good to be self-sustainable and be able to fucking live off the land. So, like, for me, like, I learned something from my dad, and I always wanted to do this when I was a kid. Like, we lived out kind of out of town, like five miles out of town in Missouri. My dad would walk out the back window and go, oh, shit, well, there's a deer back there. <laughs> and I go back and look at the window. I'm like, where the fuck? I mean, it's way back there. I'm like, where the fuck? And He's got hunting eyes. Yeah, and I learned how to do that. I always wanted to do that. And so, like, I go to this other, you know, private spot, and it's like, the furthest I've ever shot a deer was over 600 yards, about probably about 640 yards. Just boom, done. You know? Wow. And I always get out and I look back at this area and I get, I can go, well, there's a deer right there. There's a deer right there. My kids are like, what, 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 what? I went, I brought my youngest son this year, first year with me hunting and his first year went down and he go, I go, he's right there. He goes, where? Right there. He, like literally. <laughs> 25 feet in front of us on the on the fucking ground in the woods and i grabbed his head pointed i was like right there and <laughs> you know i was like he's like oh i didn't see him i thought he was gonna be standing up i was like when it comes whether it's distance or it's close up you need to know what you're looking for that is the most important thing when it comes to anything in life if you're if you're trying to pick a zit off your face look know what you're looking for <laughs> And that's make sure you're not just picking a random mole off your face, right? Yeah, you got to know what you're looking for. If if you don't know that, and I, you know, I told him about scents and stuff like that. Like he come, we we walk somewhere, and he's like, "That stinks, Dad." I was like, "That's dope piss. That means they're dropping, you know, pissing everywhere, so they can get a buck in." I was like, "Depending on the weather tomorrow, it's going to be perfect." I was like, "If it's cold, it's about." 20 to 30 degrees we need to be here and guess what you get a fucking deer every fucking time i know interesting weather patterns i know deer patterns i've studied all that shit for a long time like i know huh are you a tracker dude i shot a monster muley at 20 yards with a shotgun and he was sleeping wow yeah Big son of a bitch. Yeah, shot below his head. It was like a blizzard. I'm like, okay. So it was blizzarding that morning. I saw him that morning. It's like, okay, knowing people, they're not going to be here because they're a bunch of pussies. They won't be here. So I missed him that morning. Went back out there like one in the afternoon. And I walked over this hill. And the hill next to me, I see this doe head pop up. And it's about like eight inches of snow. And I look next to it and I see that rack sticking up. He's laying down. Bang. Oh no! I shot below his head to wake his ass up. No, I didn't, I didn't want the doe to alert him. The doe alerts him; he's gonna turn his head and fucking bolt. And I will never see him again. So as soon as I shot below where his head was, he popped his head right up and boom, right in the neck. Oh no! Got him. About yeah, that close. And that's Fuck. you know I use slugs and stuff, but I track that fucking deer 
that day. I knew he would still be out there because he's just out there to have sex and mate with the dopes. Fuck, I the only I thing I, I've shot lately was in the last couple of years was the fucking magpie. I thought it was <laughs> fucking magpies. Those my, fucking, my one friend. Those are fancy looking fucking pigeons. Those it, goddamn it, was it was so hilarious. Well, I thought it was hilarious. He thought I was a monster. So fucking my friend Neil, he goes, man, there's a fucking blue jay sitting on your fr- uh, the front of your house. He goes, I dare, I bet you you can't fucking hit it or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. like a fucking idiot, I go and grab my thirty-eight. And I fucking, I grab, like, I grab this fucking 38 revolver. And I go outside. And I look right at it. And, and I, and he's like, I bet, he's like, I dare you to shoot it. Fucking, so I shot it right off the fucking roof of my house. <laughs> and it you falls hear the- to the ground. And he goes, you fucking monster. You fucking <laughs> killed it. I can't oh, believe dude. you killed such a beautiful bird. You killed the blue jay. I was like, it's a fucking magpie. <laughs> they're scavengers oh he was fucking so choked he just he couldn't believe it i just went in the house grabbed a fucking 38 came out fucking shot it off the roof and just fell off you uh, fucking monster he just thought he was so cool i bet you can't hit it yeah fuck i you i dare you to do it i did it you're a fucking yeah. monster yeah i only i only shoot what i eat and that's you know that's that's my code of conduct if i can eat it i won't shoot it but I only, dared, I only did it because he dared me, dude. You only, oh, no, I get it. Yeah. I, it. Bang. Fine. You're a monster. <laughs> so, so do you want to hear a funny tracking story? Sure. Okay. So I do pheasant hunting because pheasant is delicious, right? Oh. I got this piece of private land I can go to and it's just full of them. And this buddy of mine went with me. I was like, hey, you can go with me. And he fucking, he limits out within being there five minutes. Right, he shoots all he, three a day, so he shoots three. I shoot two, and he's like, "We're walking back, and we're talking, you know, and you know, all happy and shit." He goes, "Man, how do you how do you know where they're gonna be at?" I said, "Well, I could be on this property." He goes, "Well, how do you know they're gonna be right down that spot?" I was like, "Well, because the people who live right there feed it, <laughs> feed all the feed they feed all the pheasants. So the pheasants eat, and they go in the nearest fucking uh, you know bushy fucking area." I'm like. They're going to be right there this time of day. I'm not stupid. Uh, so he's like, oh, so the neighbors feed him. Like, yep. And the neighbors knows <laughs> I shoot him. I talk to him all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, we don't give a shit, you know. As long as you don't shoot any of our kids, we're happy. <laughs> oh, no, they're older folks. I've known them for years. And and they're don't just like. my horse. It's not a cow. Right, yeah, it doesn't show you think they don't care because there's tons of birds. They're like, yeah, you just feed more for future generations. You can only, you know, shoot your limit. Don't do anything stupid. Once my wife goes see now, you can have at her. But until oh, then. dude, <laughs> and, and, well, that's something that you may not know about me, Phil. Dude, I love making wild game. That's like my jam. I love cooking wild game, and it's so good, so good. What's your like, favorite? I've had uh, everybody that's coming in this summer. They were over here last summer, and I cooked deer steaks, how I cook deer steak. Mm. And they're like, dude, it's like a ribeye. It's like no gameness or nothing. Um, have you and, ever had an elk steak? Oh, yeah, elk steak. Yeah, elk, elk is very lean, and it's not gamey. What about caribou? Never had caribou. Fuck, you would love caribou, guy. It, I've, like, uh, I've always wanted to go really hunting up in Canada. I've always had it. Uh, my my friend Mike, he's a 
he's a Native American or whatever. And he mm-hmm. when he goes hunting, he always goes hunting for caribou. And fucking every time he makes like this fucking, it's like they're like steaks, but it's like with gravy and stuff. Fuck. Oh, that sounds potatoes. so good. Put oh, some, really some onions good. in it. Fucking yeah, hey. Onions and fucking there's mushrooms too. And he like cooks it at like, I think it's 275 for like a certain time. And it's just, it's fucking so tender. You can just like rip it apart with a fork. Yeah. I mean, some people don't get it. Like I see these new Treggers and smokers nowadays and they're like oh you know i can look at the temperature on my phone that's not the fun of it the fun of it is like i'd like to make like a homemade smoker (laughs) and smoke stuff like there's this uh, recipe for peasant it takes two hours to do on a slow cook outside on charcoals or or wood (coughs) and it and i looked at my wife i'm like and you stick a bunch of stuff in here with it i'm like i'm doing that (laughs) she's like Really, like that looks fucking awesome. It's two fucking hours. I can drink a lot of beer in that time. So that to me is fun when when you get something and you can provi- or provide for your family. But at the same time, like if you out with the boys or whoever or your family, and you're like, okay, well we got today. Let's cook and eat it tonight. Let's provide for everybody. I love that feeling that you don't have to worry from grocery bill to grocery bill or of meat prices raise astronomically that is a great feeling to have that you alone have provided for your family hey do you guys get uh are you able to acquire montreal steak spice there oh yeah okay so i i could tell you a good uh spice recipe if you're ever gonna cook a steak so so there's this uh my dad, he always cooks the, the steaks. Like, he, it doesn't matter if it's medium rare or medium or whatever. Like, you can make it whatever. Uh, but you could use Montreal Steak Spice and Garlic Plus. And if you actually mis- mix them together, it makes, like, a certain uh, taste or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. it, it's really good. So, if you mix Montreal Steak Spice, uh, salt and pepper, and, uh, oh, I just said the other one. My fucking Garlic Plus. Yep. So if you, if you mix that all together and then put a, a hint of uh, cumin on and uh, like a fucking literally just a dash of cayenne pepper, it'll be like fucking one of the best steaks you ever had in your life. That sounds good. So yeah, we, it, we, got, we got a spice here called Alpine Touch and it's very close to the Montreal steak seasoning. Alpine uh, Touch? Alpine Touch, dude. Yeah, the original. Uh, a lot of these like when you come to the steak seasoning stuff, a lot of it's garlic salt, onion powder. And uh, fresh salt and pepper. A lot of it is. With a, just a touch of something else. But yeah, yeah. Montreal steak seasoning is delicious. And it's very close to Alpine Touch. And So, so if you if you mix that. Uh, so Montreal steak spice, garlic plus, salt and pepper, cumin, and just a fucking dash of cayenne pepper. If you mix that with uh-huh. uh, steakhouse or uh, chop house steak spice. If you chop house. One, we have chop house here. If you mix those together, yeah, chop that, house that, shit. that is literally like one of the ultimate fucking steak spices hey, ever. And you ain't the, fucking joking, brother. That's once it's, once it's fucking, once it's cooked and barbecued or whatever you do with it, uh, you can use uh, just normal original fucking. Uh, oh fuck! I'll have to find you the certain. Yeah, sauce Billings, sauce. Montana has a chop house, and I always get their big ass steak every time because that seasoning is so good. Oh fuck! You can buy that. You can buy that uh, steak spice at Cabela's. No, oh shit, they got Garbella's there. I haven't fucking ever picked it up, but yeah, Chop House, dude. I love fuck. If you guys ever hit up north in Canada or Montana, in your Billings, Montana, Chop House, get a steak, so fucking good. I actually, uh, we did this, uh, okay, so my uh, company, Father and Son Concrete, 
we sub uh, subcontracted off this hotel, so we did all like the hotel floors and like this uh, pool and stuff, and and then we did their two restaurants. And to be honest, actually, one of the restaurants, one of them was Denny's, and then the one on the other side was Chop Steakhouse. So mm-hmm. it's just like it, it was actually a Chop House steak steakhouse. So it's kind of interesting. They're so good, and you can write on the tables and shit. Yeah, it's fucking. It's pretty sweet. It is yeah. like I've I've lived in Missouri. I lived in Texas, right? And I've I've had steaks at all you know north south and midwest nice the okay. north has the best steaks the best beef that i've ever fucking had in my fucking life guaranteed like i watch loads and dub and people are like is that true i'm like the people who move up to montana you should raise cattle up here yeah that's that's 100 true and guaranteed the best fucking meat like montana even tried to have a deal with china of trying to get them fucking beef because it's so good up north in canada in Montana and the northern states, dude, you can't get a better fucking steak. My uh, my wife's grandpa even says the best steak she's ever had was in Minnesota. Or he ever had was in Minnesota. Yeah, I'll take that. Hello? Hello? I'm here. Oh, yeah, sorry. I just got a phone call. Well, we're, we're about at the end here, pal. Alrighty, well, it was fucking fun again. I'll glad be gladly to see you again on next Monday. Definitely, and try to get an Arctic climb back on. Do yeah, I'll try bug him to look more, see if he wants to come for sure. Because I was, he was a pretty good uh, guest. <laughs> but yeah. anyways, hope you guys had a groovy time, and thanks again for tuning in. All right, we'll see you guys next Monday. Stay groovy. Oh yeah.